Hi everyone, I'm Adva Shisgal and you've reached Startup for Startup, where today we'll be discussing the joint work and collaboration between account managers and CS managers. And with me here in the room to share their knowledge and experience are George Graham, Enterprise Account Manager. Hi, George. Hello. And Lauren Knowles, Customer Success Manager at Monday.com. Hi, Lauren. Hi. So we're going to talk today about the change that you sort of made in the way your two functions um, work together and how it impacted us, especially in the recent period of time where markets have been on the low. Shall we start? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Startup for startup. Sharing knowledge, experience and insights. From one startup to another. Okay, perfect. So just before we start to align ourselves with our audience, can each of you just give me a short explanation of what your role is? After you. Ladies first. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm Laura Knowles. I'm a, a customer success manager here at Monday. So my role ultimately is to work very closely alongside George to help deliver value to our customers. So um, I help with um, product consultation, things like onboarding, um, enablement training, workshops, um, and all of that good stuff. And I'm George, Enterprise Account Manager, and I look after more of the commercial side of things. So looking after uh, the growth of accounts, the retention of accounts, um, but again, working very closely with CS to ensure that we're aligning to what organizations see value in Monday.com. Perfect. So you're both working with existing clients, right? So you're not part of the sales cycle, rather you get people after they're already our customers and work with them during... I mean, their period of time with Monday and renewals, um, yeah. et cetera. And sort of we'll dive into the change that we've made. But I think that before that, to get some context, what did your joint work look like up until now? Where are the places that your work sort of interwined with each other? I think historically, whilst we worked quite closely together, our teams were still quite siloed. We didn't really have any kind of clear visibility as to what each team's goals were, um, what the kind of strategies around each of our interactions were. And I don't know if you agree with that, but I think we were quite quite separate whilst also working closely together. And are you working with the same people within the organization? I think it's also an important thing to address. Like, would the same person be discussing with you, Lauren, and then with you, George? So my role is ultimately to drive value within our customers and, and drive adoption, right? So I might necessarily be speaking to the same people as George. I'll be trying to widen in the reach or widening the net of who I'm interacting with um, within our client base. So, yeah, I think that might be also an important point to point that sort of up until now, your success or your definition of success to what you're doing wasn't the same, right? For you, it might have been to grow the utilization of users mm-hmm. And at our at Monday and our product. And for you, George, it would have been to retain them or at a renewal, right? Yeah, and one, and mainly growth, to be honest with you. I think that when we were sort of discussing metrics, it was clear last year that when we actually sat down in a room together after sort of seeing some of the disjointed experiences we were having, it was clear customer success would be metriced on stuff like driving utilization within the platform um, and communicating this kind of data towards the customer whereas we were more focused on well it's great that they're utilizing the platform but why are they continuing to utilize it what is the value they're getting out of it i.e business goals corporate objectives etc it felt like a disjointed customer experience 
And I think that also ties into the point of George made around one of his kind of objectives is to grow the account. It's all well and good that we're encouraging users to use Monday, but their existing users were not encouraging the growth of who we're actually targeting and, and speaking to within the organization. Um, so I think having a focus more on kind of relationships has definitely helped us um, align more closer together as well. And it also has to do, right, correct me if I'm wrong, but with the sort of, is Monday a nice to have or a core product for a company? Because utilization, mm-hmm. we might see 100% utilization, but it's just because the platform is already there and they're using it because it's there. But if you're looking at value, you might see that the value is not that great. And especially if we're talking at a period of time like now where companies are looking to sort of downsize or see where they can cut you could see 100% utilization, which seems great. Mm. But then when you, George, will ask them whether they want a renewal or even expand, they'll say, you know what, it's not really it's not really a must-have for us, so we might have to skip on it for next year. Yeah, and it comes massively down to, I guess, the discovery element. And I think this is sort of almost like the customer journey because when new clients are coming on or we're bringing on new teams, identifying those core pain points as to why they came to us in the first place is so important because ultimately, if we're saving that pain point, we're driving value. If someone's coming into monday.com and creating a list of things to do, they could do that anywhere. Whereas if we're actually completely reframing the way that they are approaching uh, project management, marketing campaign management, product development, that's an embedded workflow into an organization. And if you are driving value with monday.com, that's something they're not going to get rid of because it's integral to the way that the organization is working. And I think when we align properly in those areas, that's the kind of value we're looking to see. That's the utilization we're looking for within organizations. And then Lauren, what was it? Was there a specific point where that made you feel like we have to change or we have to do some adaptations in the way we work? Yeah, definitely. I think we were going into client calls with Both of us had, well, not just George and I, but the wider kind of teams, both had different agendas of what they wanted to cover. We weren't going in with a two-pronged approach. It was just very separate. The account manager would get on to discuss commercials, numbers, whereas I'd be more focused about let's get users using Monday. So it was quite, we didn't really have a kind of approach, a joint approach to go in together. Yeah, and I think sometimes customers would, you know, switch off a little bit. Like we come in with sort of this pre-prepared you know, this is your util and data and these are what your commercials are going to look like. And people were just like, yeah, we, we know we're utilizing the platform. Mm. That's not like consulting us to be better towards our, our business goals. Um, so although the data for some is still important because they want to see people utilizing it, the actual stuff they're really looking for was the so what, how much money have I saved? Mm. Um, how much time have we saved? Have we been able to deliver a project quicker than we had before. And that, that bit was missing um, in our previous approach. So you've mentioned that you've that you realized things weren't working as well as they should have and maybe you weren't all focusing on the same metrics, uh, which caused some disalignment with the customers and the clients as well. What was the process of you changing the way you work together? How was the process of it? I think it was a decision taken from our management team initially in terms of let's align both teams in terms of the same goals um, and objectives. And then I think from the start of the year, we worked a lot more closer with the AMs to kind of plan and be a bit more strategic about where we wanted to take um, our customers in the d- direction of kind of travel that we would take internally as well. So I think it was very heavily focused on planning and being, yeah, putting into place these strategic plans 
um, for each of our clients and our interactions that we had together. And was it challenging? Because I mean, now I'm guessing maybe retrospectively speaking, you can see the impact of it. So it's sometimes easy to forget that it wasn't a smooth transition. I think coming back to what you sort of initially said as to sort of the reasons as to why we made the change, I think it was quite, when the London office is pretty new, um, the customer success team's really grown, so is the sales team. And I think because we're so closely sat together and working together very closely now, it's been a bit of an ongoing journey where we've always been feeding back to each other, being like, is this working? Like, are we actually getting through to them? Are we speaking to the right people? And for a lot of the time when we were doing the data approach, it was not really like we, we need to start changing it. And I think we slowly started just to embed those processes ourselves just because we wanted to see if it, you know, trial and error, see if it worked. And by and large, it did. And I think the feedback we were able to provide other areas in the business sort of helped inform how we should be approaching the collaboration between CSMs and AMs and the way that we work with our clients. And I think since we've embedded some new approaches, it's still a journey, right? We're definitely not perfect, but we are so much better than we were 12 months ago mm. because we now prepare for these meetings and we prepare the way we manage accounts more effectively because we're always focusing in on what is a business value to a team. And a certain account for me and Lauren work together very closely on enterprise accounts. There could be like 500 people on there and that's like 45, 50 budgets. So that's 50 people And that's a real challenge. Like, how do we try and make sure every single one of those budgets is going to renew? Um, and that's something, you know, we're all focusing on at the moment. But, you know, that's why I say it's a journey. There's still work to be done. And then do you, any of you have any examples of places where you felt either the lack of communication or the lack of alignment was causing a disturbance or places where once you've changed it, it actually allowed you to identify risk or, you know, improve your improve your communication with a certain client? Yeah, I think like I think the easiest examples to give would be when we'd be preparing for business reviews and there'd be, you know, I don't know, there might be 20 seats under the allocation or their map might not be brilliant. And I think when we were preparing for those meetings, it was like, right, we need to talk about how do we get more people onto the platform? Mm-hmm. And because the CSMs are gold on it. And then for us, we were like, well, there's a reason why maybe they're not on the platform. And it's not because like, you know, they're they're not wanting to utilize it. We may not have set it up properly. We may not be like in the right position for people to utilize it. We might not be aligned to the right business goals. So I wouldn't say it's like an example for an account, but for an example of how we were working with clients previously, it was disjointed in what we wanted out of meetings. Yeah. And now I feel it's a lot more aligned. Yeah, because I'm guessing you don't really want to push for 100% utilization with a, with a customer who's not getting any value because you might mm. actually cause him to, you know, cause the, the, act- the opposite reaction of when you do. It might even make them realize, actually, why aren't we using? Yeah. A hundred percent. We need to create sticky processes within Monday. It could be that they've, they've got a hundred percent of their users actively going in and using Monday on a day-to-day basis, but unless we know what they're doing, we don't know whether we're, we're creating value. They could be going on there and planning their shopping list, for example, not actually using Monday for a, for a core internal process. So I think we need to kind of, and that goes to George's point around, we need from the very start to make sure we're aware of the processes and that we're embedding those correctly. So is any of the changes you made goes even further away from 
just your guys' alignment, because I'm guessing from what you said, it can even go back to how we do discovery calls, because you want to ask them different questions in the discovery calls, so you could know better what their business um, goals are. Big time. We work with everybody. Every function can utilize the platform depending on their workflow. And I think, I'd say even this time last year, we were very much focusing on teams utilizing monday.com. That's who we do the discovery with. That's who we do the workflow for. That'd be it. But I think the shift, because now we're focusing on business value, we're actually thinking about, well, actually, from a business point of view, how can we make monday.com successful? And because of that, we have focused a lot more on governance. So we realize that it's not just one or two teams utilizing monday.com. It could be 50. So who's going to help coordinate that internally? Who's going to govern this kind of technology? And I think one of the things from my perspective that I definitely changed in discovery calls is not just understanding the business pain or the workflows we're focusing in on, but actually, are you set up to deliver a technology implementation properly? Have you thought about X, Y, and Z? Which has only really changed because I'm really thinking, well, if these guys are going to buy it, we want them to keep it. So we want to set them up so much for success at the beginning of the journey as opposed to getting six, seven months down the line where they go, ah, oh, this isn't really working. Like We're going to have to escalate, escalate this, bring some other people in. Um, so I think for me, that's been a big shift. And I think it's also important to address sort of the elephant in the room, um, which sort of, I think, oversees everything that we're discussing now, which is the past year and a half, almost two years now, We have seen a, you know, a different financial climate, a different market than what we used to in 2021. And obviously, as part of that, a lot of companies are, as we've mentioned, looking to maybe downsize or seeing where can they cut off expenses. And we really want to be able to be on top of that, right, to, to make sure we could identify when and if a customer is, might churn or, or would like to sort of downsize their um, account with us. Has this had any impact on that at all? Yeah, no, it, it definitely has. I think the since the beginning of the year, we've definitely seen, I guess, more emphasis on the spend organizations have with someone like Monday.com. You know, we've seen a couple of times where, you know, accounts have dropped and some of the times we don't know why. Uh, I think that was a real sort of eye-opener for us. Like, why aren't we more aligned to some of these accounts to understand the reasons for them dropping? I think because of that, the processes we're implementing were a lot closer to what value is. So, you know, one of the questions that we ask in our business reviews is, well, if a CFO or a CIO came into the room right now, you know, what, what would you tell them about monday.com? And if, you know, your champion or the person you're working with is a little bit weak in that area, you're, you're probably thinking, okay, well, we probably need to do a bit of work around what business value is because we want you to be able to make that kind of business case because although the technology and utilization could be really good, if someone from a you know, high-level position is coming in and saying, what are you utilizing it for? Oh, we're utilizing it for this as opposed to, well, we're saving about 100K a year. It's a very different narrative. I think that's why it's so crucial to have those initial business goals t- discussions at the, at the start. I think maybe even including them as part of the sales process so that everyone is clear in terms of this is this is why they've bought Monday, this is what the, the value that they want to get from it. Um, so I think that's definitely key um, to make sure we have a successful adoption and use of the platform. So is there any impact that you can already see from the change that you've done in how you're working on, you know, is there a 
kind of retention or just in general mm. you're working with customers i'd say for, for me the the shift that i've had and the impact that i'm seeing within accounts is becoming more consultative in our approach not just to how to utilize and develop monday to become an integral part to your ecosystem but also how to like manage technology and i think when we're changing that kind of a conversation saying this is how we see leading organizations deploying monday.com have you thought about bringing in certain resources to manage this process have you thought about developing collateral within your intranet and your main workspaces to communicate how to utilize monday.com for me because we're more shifting towards business value and i guess ease of use it's shifting the way in which people talk to us because they're saying oh i hadn't actually thought of that like maybe we should be making these changes because we see what good looks like like i've got some clients who have developed and deployed monday.com brilliantly and i've learned so much from them and i try and communicate that out to other clients because i see when the process is set up well many different teams can get business value out of it so i'd say the shift that we've seen is we're trying to set organizations up for success and because of that the changes we're seeing is more organizations just shifting towards an operating model as opposed to marketing utilizing it hr utilizing it we now have a company utilizing monday.com and monday helping them deploy that so we i think we've talked about um this change in a quite high level perspective so in terms of kpis or aligning your goals but i want to talk sort of if i'm taking it to the practical tips is anything in your day to day changes the sort of meetings you have the amount of uh time you spend working together yeah i think we we make sure that we have a a weekly check in with each other just to understand what the latest kind of update is in terms of george's interactions with the clients versus mine we have kind of joint boards and monday boards where we kind of host all of our client notes um but i think we're just generally more strategic in terms of our plans and and what we want to do with each of our clients that we share together what the issues are any challenges any next actions very more much more collaborative yeah and then in terms of client meetings will you always be together present together in a meeting Yeah, it differs it differs per client I think. It depends on, you know, George might not necessarily want to be on a training session that I'm running for 50 new users. It's a bit of a waste of his time. Mm-hmm. Whereas if it's a more of a strategic discussion around new un- uncovering new workflows or new processes, then maybe George will be involved so he has kind of a record of that or a knowledge of that. And sort of what would be I'm just getting really into practicalities because I think that's also important for everyone listening to us on what basis would you speak with your clients is it do you have a monthly meeting with them is it uh by by monthly is it once every six months what would you say is a good you know timing to to be in touch i think the one tip that we've sort of taken this year is like it's better to think about if you look at a whole year with a customer it's good to sort of map out what that process looks like and i think like the easiest one for for us is you have your quarterly business reviews your quarterly business reviews we do together and in those business reviews we're reviewing a couple of things so firstly reaffirmation of the business goals are you getting value out of the services yes no this is where we're getting value etc so get the customer speaking in those quarterly meetings around business value etc and then we really use those as discovery calls so we've done a good job here but we may need to do a bit more work with a certain team or we may need to refine our onboarding structure for new teams etc that kind of sets you up for the next quarter 
because you're thinking strategically what's business value going to be like for the next three months go through those three months that could be training sessions that lauren's running that could be me onboarding some new teams doing some more strategic sessions around governance frameworks etc repeat the same process in the second business review so once we map out that kind of structure for the year kind of makes it a lot more scalable and easy to manage accounts because we know these are the touch points where we want to do something from a commercial standpoint you know growth can be happening throughout the year but midway through the year you can also use that time to be like are you going to renew and if they go absolutely we're looking to renew actually we're looking to expand you can start that conversation six months ahead of the renewal so i think for us it's been like we've got a better idea what our customer life cycle should look like mm -hmm. and what we want to guide them towards and then i'm guessing also technically speaking if you're setting this up all early and in advance you don't have to sort of go through the year chasing your own tail or chasing them and trying to set up meetings and just technical stuff which i'm guessing are a big part of your day-to-day -day and are probably the least favorite part of your day-to-day -day if i'm about to if i need to guess yeah yeah massively. <laughs> i mean if you like you can just book that if, if you're setting up a client at the beginning of the year you can just book those meetings in mm. and you set the expectation of like these are the people that need to attend these meetings And that's the only four meetings they may need to attend. So it could be a, a decision maker, it could be a budget holder, someone who needs to sort of know about the business value we're delivering. And then they're just in. You can move them, but just take so much yeah. admin off your plate. Agree. And I think as well at the start, it's always good to try and form a, a steering committee or like a focus group of all of your key champions that are using Monday. That way you're going to be saving yourself time. You're not going to have to have monthly calls with each of your individual champions. You've got them all as one audience, one hour a week or one hour a month, whatever it may be. But it's also a great way to understand from our perspective what's working well, what's not working well within each of those different teams or, or business areas. Um, and a great way for us to kind of cascade down important information like product updates, roadmap updates, so on and so forth. So I think that's definitely something that we've focused more heavily on this year in terms of creating those those groups of, uh, of super users, if you will. And then within these champions or super users, are you trying to create a variety? Are they all decision makers? Do you want to get some people from different teams? What would it look like? I think we like to have a bit of a healthy mix. So decision makers, quite key to be part of this under, this conversation so that they can see that, yes, Monday is being adopted and used well. We are getting value from each of the different teams. But then the actual champions typically tend to be the kind of power users or the super users of Monday from each of those individual departments that are creating the workflows, adding users, dealing with permissions issues. So we're almost taking some of the work away from us in terms of that support level. Everything kind of goes through the champion first and then rolls up to uh, to the Monday account team. I think it's been like quite an interesting one to explore this year because we spoke around earlier around Monday can be utilized by so many people and because it can be utilized by so many people there could be lots of budgets involved with these kind of steering committees it's a very scalable way for us to deliver value to clients because we know that John, Lauren and Louise are looking after these functions and that's who we need to make sure is getting value in marketing HR and legal for example because if we don't have that insight you can come to renewal and you're going to your main contact who could be in procurement or IT or however the organization structure go well, are you renewing and they go well I need to go talk to 50 people because we need to confirm all of their budgets mm -hmm. whereas if we're doing this work on the up front we're affirming that straight away so it's a different conversation we come to renewal being like look we know that 40 out of 50 of these guys are renewing 
we can document it in a Monday board. So there's evidence. We can be collaborating with those stakeholders. So we're just making that process a lot easier, but we stay a lot more aligned to the organizations we're working with. Okay, so we're nearing the end of this episode. Cue the crying sound. Um, <laughs> but I wanted to ask you before, you know, if anyone is listening to us, whether a CSM, an account manager, or even founders looking to sort of optimize um, their workflow in, in relation to working with clients, do you have any tips for them, anything that you know for sure have worked for you and you'd encourage others to try and do as well? I think transparency and collaboration is key between account managers and CSMs, which is something we've learned and we've discussed um, throughout this year. So I think making sure that everyone is aligned in terms of goals and outcomes that you want to get is is key. For me as a CSM, I think being proactive rather than reactive is definitely, obviously, and I think that's part and parcel of the role of a, as a CSM, but also making sure that you're creating those strategic plans at the start of the year so you've got those... Um, objectives in place yeah i couldn't agree more i think the, the alignment for me was the the biggest change we we've had in terms of sort of the metrics and goals we're looking to drive because it provides a united experience from us but also provides a much better customer experience for the customer and also coming back to sort of mapping out that customer life cycle you're trying to make things easy for yourself whilst delivering value to to customers And if you are identifying the touch points which are going to lead towards growth or towards retention quickly and effectively, that's going to save you so much time in the long run because you're going to be focusing on the key activities which are important to those goals. And, you know, every organization is going to be slightly different. So it's just, you know, working together, sort of map out what those processes look like is a, yeah, I said a really good tip. And I just have one more tip that's just come to my head. Um... We've obviously spoken around our shift um, and it wasn't a mistake because everything was going well, but don't just focus on the data. Don't just focus on the fact that people are utilizing your product. Focus on business value and why that organization or why that stakeholder is utilizing your services because that ultimately is going to help the renewal. Um, if someone just says there they're using it, great, but if they're not getting value out of it, they're not going to buy it again. So, yeah, that's my, my final tip. Yeah, so it's not just the quantitative of it all, but also the quality of KPI, which are... Absolutely. And you're not going to get that data without speaking to your customers. Like, unless you get that coming back to you from the research you do into the organization, the way that you discover the business pain and priorities, you're not going to get that business value through numbers. So it's all good and well if you're getting 100% utilization rates, but if you're your business value isn't there you're not going to get your growth you're not going to get your attention okay perfect so with that we'll finish um i'll right before we say goodbye i'll just remind anyone who's listened that if they have any questions or feedbacks um you're always welcome to check our website it's www.startupforstartup.com www where you'll find all of the other content we have on these sort of topics or you can ask George or Lauren any other question which will direct to them. Um, and if you want to know every time we have a new episode coming up, then you can subscribe to our show on your preferred app. Thank you, George. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you everyone for listening. Bye.